Hi, welcome to Conversations with Sammy. I am your host, and I'm so glad you're here. I believe in the miraculous impact of a powerful storytelling. And right here is where I invite everyday people like you and I to share their real, raw, and unedited journeys. In our conversations, we express our feelings, we celebrate our struggles, we share our visions, and together we aim to live a more fulfilling life. In this conversation, I speak with Asta Molzute. What is it like to move to a new country without knowing the language and a couple hundred dollars in your pocket? Asta was hungry for more than a life on autopilot. We talk about early experiences in America, the immigrant hustle, the wake-up call that changed her life, and how she used devastating news to follow her dream. Enjoy. Hi. Yay, we're here. Connected. Awesome. Finally, right? Yeah, it, it, it took a little bit, you know, technical issues, but no more issues. How are you today? How are you feeling? I'm doing great, actually. I started this morning with um, an amazing Instagram live with my friend Anna from oh. Busy Body Retreats. And it was just a nourishing, nourishing ritual to start the day with. I love it. Um, so live conversations, is that something you do um, nowadays, weekly, daily? Uh, weekly, weekly. I started to do every Wednesday, so we'll see how it goes. You know, just okay. uh, experiencing, and I think it's a, a great way to also cross promote each other and just share beautiful souls to my audience because there's so many uh, wonderful people um, bringing a lot of value during this uncertain timing, and I just want to support all of us small business owners, especially ladies. Yeah, awesome. Um, speaking of mornings, um, I, I love my morning routines and they're actually a crucial, uh, crucial daily, um, ritual that I do. And, uh, it's such, it's just, a, such a foundation to set my day right. And not every single day is it perfect as I would want it to be sometimes, but, um, I always start my day with a prayer, um, meditation anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. Um, I then do one page of gratitude, whatever I'm grateful for today, combined with affirmations. And then I, I do some reading. So that's my ideal, ideal morning. And then I go by the lake to walk my dog, which is an amazing time right now. June in Chicago is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have any morning routines that you like to do? Yeah, so one of my morning rituals, my favorite is journaling. Um, mm. When it comes to meditation, I have to be honest, uh, I am an active meditator, which means I love to draw. Like, I feel like I'm meditating while I'm drawing. I love to draw mandalas. Um, mm. When I'm driving by myself, uh, when I'm walking by myself. So it's usually, it's not necessarily just sitting in silence. And I know that you are a wonderful meditator. And if you talked like you know, a few months ago about this and, and you said that it's new for you to join a guided meditation because you just love uh, to sit in silence. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm trying something new. It's been a week three, I believe, right? Um, 
I'm doing this. Uh, it's called Insight Prime Meditation. And when it's 20 minutes sitting in silence, but using my brain. So the first five minutes is just simply silence and not moving my body and just being in presence. Uh, the next five minutes, I it's active uh, gratitude. So I am just thinking uh, and naming uh, in my mind what I'm grateful for. Uh, mm-hmm. The next five five minutes is visualization. Visualizing how I want to feel, what I want to experience is just whatever my my mind will take me. Right. And so it's visualizing. In the last five minutes of 20 minutes meditation, it's actually receiving. So uh, my palms are up and I just feel the energy of receiving. Um, And I learned this beautiful meditation from my friend Zlatka. I'm part Mm -hmm. of her uh, Amplify, uh, Golf Amplifier program right now. And it's just beautiful. It was so hard for me to just sit in silence. But I I get so many new ideas and it's just wonderful what the silent 20 minutes could do to you, to your mind, body and soul. Yeah. um, Speaking of meditation, I mean, I'm aware that that there's many ways to meditate and it isn't just sitting and observing my breath, which is something I choose to. However, I too like to switch it up sometimes and listen to uh, a soothing um, music and and some affirmations and what you described sounds really cool and it's pretty active like you're doing a lot in those uh how long is it 20 30 minutes 20 20 minutes so every every five minutes there is a gong um you can set up whatever you you know there is a i use the app inside timer and it's Mm. free so i just put a gong that i like every 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 five minutes you know a timer uh, I can mm-hmm. choose a background music. They have a lot of options. And I love the one that is called name. Um, that is called, how is it called? I forgot. Limitless. Yeah. I love the name and the sound. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, but it, it, is, it, is, it is active for your mind. But at the same time, for me, it was a real challenge to just do not move my, do not move my body. You know, just sit in this presence um yeah. so yeah i'm sure you you know a lot about this since you were part of vipassana experience right <laughs> <laughs> yeah vipassana has been definitely on my mind but unfortunately at this time we cannot be in the crowd as, as much as i would like to especially with the free time that i have but definitely in my uh, future plans to go back and um dive into myself um some more because that was already yeah. tweet two and a half years ago. And uh, actually speaking of that experience, um, I was shortly back from it when we met uh, in this uh, Lithuanian gathering at my aunt's house. Yeah. And um, I was sharing it and you were listening in, in the circle of women. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. And yeah. we uh, that's how we hanged and, and became friends now. That's awesome. I remember I was just astonished how how you throw yourself for 11 or 10 days. 10 days. 10 days yeah. in a complete mm-hmm. silence, not being able to speak to anyone, not being able to probably scream, not being able no. to read or write. That's, that's, that's hard. And I remember like just, what it was, two and a half years ago, I was like thinking in my mind, I would never do that. And you know what? 
uh, I'm starting to think that I would love to go to Vipassana experience. Um, and I don't know when, uh, but uh, I'm getting getting more more familiar with that. And I think uh, I will go one day. I, I strongly encourage actually everyone. It's such a, the beauty of it is that it doesn't take anything but time. If you can afford and allow yourself the 10 days, it's actually absolutely free. You know, you live like a monk and a nun, you're fed, you're, you have a shelter and the give back that the students, the people that go there to meditate, the give back to the community is um, that you spread the message that you keep coming back and you keep meditating and you keep bettering yourself, which is uh, such a beautiful um, way of, I don't know, serving the community. I mean, you can donate only if you finish the entire 10 days, if you choose to and you have anything, you can donate. That's always welcome. But it blew my mind that you just sit down, absorb your breath. And I mean, the depth you go into is, it just blew my mind. And you know, I believe that if you would go to experience Vipassana the second time, I'm sure that it would be like a brand new experience because you are absolutely a different person that you were two years ago or just a, just a week ago. You know, we are mm -hmm. constantly evolving, growing, and it's just like reading the same book. If you're reading the same book after one year, you know, you can find some, some stuff. It's like, I'm reading the book and I'm like, I'm sure this sentence wasn't, before, wasn't here before, you know. You just, you would highlight completely different things and you would have completely different insights. So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, going to Avapasana would be, again, an amazing experience with amazing uh, new results and, and, and fruits for you. Yeah, 100%. And even meditating daily, like yesterday, I had a pretty deep, smooth, calm uh, meditation, whereas this morning, it was a totally different experience. My mind was all over the place. I had a hard time to following my breath. So even day to day, you know, it, it, uh, it shifts. It's just how, how we are one day, uh, one day at a mm -hmm. time, and, and we're different. Yeah. Um, but here we are, um, conversation with you. I was looking forward, and thank you again for joining me today. Um, I wanted to share share this conversation with you and for others to hear because I I believe you have a very heartwarming, inspiring story, and you have been a, a big inspiration and still are, um, always will be by by how you show up and what you do in your life. Um, and just from the moment we met two and a half years ago, where we both are, it's like whoa, it's it's amazing, you know, it's just amazing to watch one another. Uh, growing, learning, and stepping out of our comfort zone every single day um, and not really knowing where it will lead us. How did you came um, to make that decision to leave the country that um, you were in, you were doing well? You know, when I look back, I think uh, the decision-making at that time, uh, it was so much easier than if I would need to make this decision as of today. Um, but, uh, just keeping it short and sweet, um, I was studying law in, uh, in the university in, in Vilnius in Lithuania 
And at that time, I just fell in love with a guy who won a green card, you know, which means a green card is a permanent resident card to live in United States. And uh, uh, it was 2010, and I was finishing my law school. And uh, at that time, uh, Lithuania were hit by economic crisis, right? We all know what, what happened in 2008 here. So it was 2010, it was still bad in Lithuania. And, he, you know, my at the time boyfriend and now ex-husband, he told me, you know, let, let's go to United States. You know, we have nothing to lose um, since... Like I still had this like kind of crappy job and, and I was a student and I would have started something in Lithuania, you know, just start my lawyer's career. Um, and we decided, okay, let's go. So to be honest, my only intention was to come here for three months uh, to work a little bit, to travel, see the country and come back. Uh, because I always said that I don't want to live anywhere else. Just I love Lithuania. I love my country. Uh, I was never into um, learning other languages. I was like total like nationalist. Uh, but uh, here I am today. And, you know, those three months turned into 10 years. <laughs> so so that, that, that's how I got here. Wow. 10 years later. Awesome. What was it like uh, being here with no English, correct? You didn't even speak the language fully. Oh, oh my God. That's a good question. Um, fitting in. And at that time, I think I was really trying to fit in. And I was feeling that I don't belong here, that I'm not good enough, that I'm an immigrant. Um, I didn't spoke the language. That was the biggest um, barrier. And I think especially for people who are high achievers, who are perfectionists, and this isn't any mean it's not good being a high achiever. Sometimes it's, it's, it's bad for your health, for your mental health. Um, because I came from Lithuania, from university, from being around professors and smart people. And I was always growing and improving myself um, intellectually, you know. And I came here and I wasn't able to buy food. I wasn't able to express myself. I wasn't able to ask something what I needed, you know. Uh, so it was, it was mentally really, really hard, really hard. I remember once um, I went to McDonald's. Um, I don't remember right now when I was at McDonald's the last time, but uh, then I moved here. Mm -hmm. It was something, wow, you know, because in Lithuania, we maybe have three McDonald's in the whole country. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I remember I was uh, going to buy lunch and I was pointing fingers what I want and they gave me something else and I didn't want that. So I was just crying and I throw away in the trash all of this bag of food. And I was just crying like, what the hell I'm doing here? I'm not even able to, to buy food for myself, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, um, these days we have a lot of talks about discrimination and I don't want to go into that route too, too much because you know, this is your platform, but, I was discriminated a lot of times as an immigrant and people were laughing at me, how I'm speaking, you know, maybe I'm using different words <laughs> that I needed that sound similar <laughs> in completely different mm -hmm. context. But uh, I'm just so grateful that I moved to United States and especially to Chicago because Chicago is a very diverse city and area, and there are a lot of people who are willing to help you. There are a lot of people that moved here for better life, 
uh, from all around the world. And, and my passion is right now literally just to connect from people who are, who came here for a better life from different countries, not from Lithuania necessarily, but from, from everywhere around the world. And, and I think it's, it's beautiful. That's, that's, that's the face of Chicago. It's beautiful how diverse it is. Yeah. I, I, I relate a lot. Um, especially in the beginning, you know, uh, not speaking English too, except I was only 13 and I, I believe you were in, in your twenties, yeah. uh, end of twenties or mid twenties. Um, and I, I too relate, you know, going to the store, um, a lot of things you could pick up yourself, put it in your car, but sometimes, you know, I ask and I get a wrong item or I order something to eat and it isn't correct. And I would never, ever say, I would be afraid to say, <laughs> And even if I could say it with my thick accent, I would be like, no, it's, it's, they're not going to understand it. So I just minimized and just took whatever was there. Um, I also remember, you know, going back now brings me back to the very first days where um, the biggest difference I remember coming here was just like the wide streets, many, many lanes in the highway, like brand new cars and a lot of... Um, you know, shopping, people just fill their cars up with food. And I was like, whoa, that's everything was not just in in one quantity, a lot of like buying bottles or, or like the cans, but everything came in such large quantities yeah. and, and coming from a small, you know, city. Um, I was like, whoa, that's, that's a lot like, wow, people are really living large here. Um, so just few memories that came up for me too um right from the beginning and you know what i and now when you're talking i remember uh for me it was a surprising part because you know like eastern europeans we love to dress up and you know just show up and be nice all the time i walked in every day into my university in heels uh it mm -hmm. might be a part that i am very short and i had this limiting mindset limiting belief that you know i'm i'm, I'm short i'm short i'm short uh, and a lot of Lithuanians are very tall, so I was trying to also kind of fit in. Uh, but everyone, like, is so dressed up in Lithuania. And here, like, for me, I was like, look, look, I was showing, you know, to, to my friend, just look at those people. They are wearing pajama and, and you no know, and slippers <laughs> and coming to a grocery yeah. store. I'm like, oh, look at that. I was taking pictures and sending and emailing to my friends and family. Uh, because it was something, <laughs> wow, you, know? <laughs> you would never see that in Lithuania. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely remember some some of those days yeah. too, um, just being really laid back in school yeah. and wearing whatever is on the mind that day. Mm -hmm. um, so now um, I want to get to where you are and all the beautiful things you did in, in your journey. Um you had a big, uh, you had a big shift, which had to do with your health. Um, tell me a little bit more about that time of your life and, and what shifted for you. Oh, yeah. So when it comes to my health, um, I have to say that I always felt different. And that was a huge kind of inner struggle. I never thought and never allowed anyone to see it. But I had this inner trauma since childhood because I was always sick. I was always on pills. I was always going to see a doctors. Um, I was injecting growth hormone every single night before going to sleep. 
So I, I always had this limiting belief that I'm not good enough, that I'm this sick kid. And I was trying to compensate by being very active, involved in school, and uh, just very good at performing, I'd say, be perfect everywhere else. And uh, mm-hmm. so this, this, this whole journey was like in my entire life, but I, you know, sometimes we just forget. It's just like, is this, my, is this simply my normal life? you know, being, being sick and and taking pills every day. Uh, But uh, in 2014, so it was four years since I moved to the United States, I was living the life that I would say a hashtag hustle and living my American dream. I felt that I kind of made it here. Um, I was working with now my ex-husband and we had our own company. We were having a consulting company, you know, working from home. Uh, kind of not making millions, but making a good living. Um, and one day, one day I went to see a doctor and after we wanted to do an MRI and an endocrinologist to get to know my past um, health issues and uh, my, my, my health story, we find out that I have a tumor in my head, uh, in my pituitary gland. And that was that transformation of a kick for my biggest transformation and as I say my best gift and uh, my wake-up call um, so a wake-up call because at that moment I realized that that lifestyle I was living the hustle and American dream it was not my life it was just simply existing cruising through life and living the life how like society is painting us what is to be successful you know it wasn't what success means to me but it was just this american dream that those boxes checking those boxes buy a new house buy a new car get married get a good job you know and um, i realized that i'm not living this is not my life and i you know the first thing that i remember i just started to listen to the birds you know, listen and hear the birds uh, outside my window because I was never noticing. I was too busy to notice that. Um, and, and simply just to maybe call my mom more often or my dad and my brother and just just appreciate everything so much more and, and ask myself, um, what do I want? Why I am here on this earth, you know? Um, what are my hobbies? What do I enjoy doing? Because I didn't ask this question. You know, I didn't even knew what brings me joy. I was just working, working, and that one more time working. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think you had similar, you know, maybe it was in a different way, but it's when you have this awakening moment, and in any means, it's not just pink and sparkles and sometimes people say oh this awakening this beautiful thing shit awakening is ugly there are a lot of crying <laughs> there it's it's healing a lot of traumas and and learning about yourself and looking deep into the places that you don't want to look at um but i'm, I'm just so grateful that i went through this and i think i'm still going through it and i will keep going because transformation is never ending journey um, but that, that's where my biggest passion and my biggest mission in life came from. And I realized that I want to live my best life and empower other people to live their best lives instead of just existing and cruising through life. 
avoid even asking themselves, what do I want from this life? Yeah, I I absolutely relate to the um, to the awakening, and you know, for me, it's um, it's still every day. Um, there was a lot of grief for me. I had to and chose to to let go. Um, who I thought I was had to, so to speak, die for who I want to be to finally start evolving. And for me, the biggest, uh, the fear was like, who who am I? Who what do I like? Because if I don't like who I am, what I do, how I live my life, the people I hang out with, then who will I be without all of it? And um, you know, my awakening really deepened or so to speak it was a first step to my spiritual journey when I got sober I did not realize how much um, how synthetic my life was and what was underneath all of those uh, suppressed um, feelings that I numbed constantly with alcohol and you know taking away the substance in a way sure made things more easy for me to finally open my eyes and look at myself in in sobriety but then the the hard work for me begun is is this emotional sobriety you know taking away the substance doesn't solve my problems because actually the, a lot of problems come from my mind and how it works and my obsessions and my negativity historically and then victimhood and and, and wanting to control th- things and others and peoples and places so um, you know, two years into my sobriety, I feel like I'm just getting started, um, which is such a gift, um, speaking about the awakening. And, and I love the part that it's a lifetime journey. I am, there's no ending. And I'm sure you can relate to you that it's not like we can, you know, um, work hard on the spiritual part, changing for, for a couple of years and then be yeah. okay. That's, there's no yeah. end to this. Yeah. And it's it it's just so much fun to to do what I do and really not knowing where I will end up which is the surrender you know you know yeah Um, just being right now I I, Mm -hmm. it just came to my mind um this movie uh eat pre love I'm sure you saw it Mm. Uh, no I haven't actually you you gotta see it you gotta see it no I was just watching uh maybe a half year ago re-watching it uh because Maybe five women mentioned in a week about that movie. I'm like, okay, universe, this is a sign. I need to watch it. And I was crying and I was mm-hmm. crying and I was crying. <laughs> and there is so much <laughs> space to laugh. But I was just crying like yeah. a baby. And uh, the takeaway from that movie at that time for me was that, you know, we have to live uh, from our heart instead of living from our head. You know, uh, but when we think everything from our head, when we live uh, how our head is telling us to live, it is, it is, it is so hard, you know, but it's so beautiful when you lead from the heart. It is so beautiful. So definitely take a note and watch that movie. (laughs) This is your sign. (laughs) Take a note. Absolutely. I definitely have heard of the book and I've seen the book in, in many bookstores. I know it's a, it's a big deal mm-hmm. because it is, it, it's been a best time seller for probably numbers of years now. Um, but yeah, to touch on the, you know, lead from the heart, not from your head, uh, a good piece of advice I got. Um, someone told me 
don't believe everything you think. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, because I, I, you know, you think and you act usually with no awareness. You were just bouncing around like a, like a ping pong. Next question I wanted to, to touch on for you. So you have the news. Now you're realizing um, that your life isn't really your own. So what, what, what happened next for you? What, um, what, what's, what was your direction? What were you thinking? Now what? What do I do with finding out that I'm not really living my life? You know, I hope I get have this uh, five steps (laughs) how to get there. Um, But it was all trying and error. And I think the most important thing was uh, making a decision. Like I made internal decision that I want to live my life. I'm done with existing. I'm done with living how others are telling me to do. What society expects me to live. Uh, I'm going to live how I want to live. And I just started to see, you know, expressing myself, speaking up for myself. And um, uh, I said to a few of my clients that I cannot work with them anymore because I said, like, it's just, it's just too, it, was, it was way too much for me. I was working, I don't know, three full times <laughs> at that time. Uh, so first mm-hmm. of all, yeah, I created the space for myself. I knew that I am dying inside because there was a few years that I wasn't learning. And I know that for me personally, I think for every person, we, in order for us to live, we need to grow. Uh, either it's like intellectually learning something or maybe you are like moving your body, you exercise, you, you have to learn, you have to keep growing as a person in any area of your life. And I decided, okay, I need to learn. And uh, at that time I was... I was, what, four years in the United States and my English was still very, uh, very, very minimal. I was able to talk anything about trucking business, logistics, but nothing else. So I decided that, you know, I was still Mm -hmm. surrounded even in my business with a lot of Lithuanian speaking and Russian speaking people. And I realized I need to throw myself in this cubicle of English speaking people, which is completely outside my comfort zone uh, because otherwise I won't learn. Even if I speak uh, English with someone who is, you know, from, I don't know, from other country, from Bulgaria, you know, it's still, it's like she or he is not speaking perfect English and I'm, I'm, I'm not learning perfectly. Uh, not perfectly, but like, you know, this pro- how to pronounce uh, uh, words. So I signed up for yeah. a college class, uh, which was anatomy and physiology. Of course, I was stupid enough. I didn't know that I need to have some prerequisites to take that class, like biology and, and, and other classes. But I, I, so I signed up and I finished uh, the whole class. It was two semesters. Um, and and I, learned, I learned so much. I, I learned so much not only about my own body, uh, but I just learned to express myself. I think... It was just a great uh, first step for me to start speaking up because I had this, this once again, like horrible limiting belief that if I'm going to start speaking English, people will start laughing because we won't be able to understand my, uh, me or I will just freeze. I won't know enough words. So that was a great uh, container that I threw myself in. And um, another thing, I was just, 
open. I was open for opportunities. I was open for new relationships because I knew that I am a completely um, a people person. I love people. I love to, uh, to socialize with people. And I realized that for the past four years, I was just, I closed myself in this box of just working and sitting at home and just having maybe a couple people that I interact with. And I knew that I'm dying because of it. I, I'm a social butterfly. I need people. And I knew that I have a lot to offer and a lot to learn from interacting with new new friends and you know, making new friends. Um, another step, yeah. yeah. No, love- another step was that Go ahead. Um, yeah. I- in this journey, um, I realized that my, my relationship wasn't, wasn't uh, you know, going in the right path, in the path that I want to go. And um, so we decided to, to, to go in divorce with my ex-husband now. So, yeah, so that, that was a lot, of, a lot of transitioning in my personal, in my career life, and, and just like in, in my mindset. When you left uh, the, the job that you had in the logistics business, you weren't thinking about getting um, a next job, maybe switching your careers. It seems like you, you wanted something else something different, uh, something that calls your heart. And that, that area was mm-hmm. entrepreneurship for you. It was a roller coaster, first of all. But I think I needed to, to take that ride um, to be where I am today. And um, I think that I knew deep inside uh, what I want to do uh, after I received that wake-up call in 2014, after I found out that I had the tumor, after I found out that I don't live, I just exist. But uh, I didn't know how I can actually put that in action, you know, how can I actually make a living from doing that and in what form I actually want to serve people. And that was a journey of trying and figuring out, you know, trial and error. Um, but the first thing I want to say that I didn't just decide at one day that I don't like the job what I'm doing uh, in transportation. I don't like, you know... I don't like this field. Um, and it wasn't just one day I just said, I'm quitting and that's it. Uh, I, was, I was making a plan. I was working with coaches, with a few coaches, mentors um, that helped me to put everything in plan. So it was, when I put everything in actual plan, it was a one year. I set myself a date. I gave myself a year to save money, to get clear or which way I want to go, how I can actually uh, make a living from doing, from living my passion. And, and it was all, uh, you know, planned. Uh, it wasn't just one day I just quit. So, but even though I had everything planned, um, not everything went by that plan. And of course, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a day, I remember one day that was my last day. I was laughing and I was crying and I didn't know if I'm excited or I'm scared more. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a lot of fears coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So just, 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 you know, leaving the comfortable yeah. for the unknown, it is scary, but um, I think it's so worth it. Yeah. And you know, one, um, one values I really adore in you is that you, you seem to be, very focused and you have the self-discipline like you said you know you, you planned even though life 
shows up and, and directions shift and, and life happens, but you still stood on your path and it's been now um, several years and you're still following your, your deep yearning to serve people, especially women who are also perhaps where, where you were in your beginning of, of, of your awakening. And um, um, I often think about, you know, for myself, how I remember two and a half uh, years or three years ago, I, I had plans, but they wanted them to happen quick. I want it right here, right now. And my patience was so small. You know, I wanted to write books immediately. I wanted to have this big blog. I wanted to you do know, workshops, which I happened to, to do one with you. And I want, I want, I want, I want it a lot and, and quick. And I think what happened for me is that I realized that um, mm -hmm. everything takes time and healing takes time, recovery takes time and, and building my life from scratch takes time. And, you know, I'm coming into peace with this, with this um, truth. And, uh, but it's it, a lot of work in my recovery is about the patience and, and the timing. And no matter how much I want to take charge and take control, which I often think, well, how am I supposed to get anywhere if I don't take the control? Uh, but how I feel right now is, is for me this time to really focus on the stillness and, and develop this patience, which I'm hoping, hopefully this will be a great asset to wherever I end up going and what I will end up doing. And I know one thing for sure is that um, I want to serve people. I want to help others to also live a more fulfilling life. And especially when it comes to addictions um, to substances. And I think life will eventually unfold in ways that I could pour my heart into something I love doing, like what you're doing right now. Um, so again, you know, having you as my friend is, is such an inspiration just to see your you know, I could I could say actually dream. totally the same. And I can relate so much. I don't know if that's a millennial thing or what, that we want everything and now. <laughs> or is that just a woman's way of living <laughs> and thinking? Um, but you know what I would love to say to everyone who is listening uh, and maybe having this vision and dream of starting entrepreneurial journey or just starting to serve people, starting a blog or just posting Instagram or Facebook um or a podcast like yourself you know you have to put in the work and it's not always it's it, it's not always you will see right away those results and and don't expect just by posting some posts uh for people to reach out to you and 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 maybe buy your services or products it's all about building relationships getting to know people being genuine and authentic self and and actually caring about people. It's so I believe that the more we serve, mm -hmm. the more we receive back. It's it it's it's not about it's not about me or you, it's about them. And I'm so grateful that we did the first workshop together. I remember how scary it was. Do you remember? <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. <laughs> I, I had the my girl. pants, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this I, I remember yeah. like the day and I was so scared and just day before I was going to see my spiritual mentor and I remember she told me that Asta you know focus don't focus on yourself because when you focus on yourself 
you know, how I'm going to look. Maybe I'm going to forget my speech, you know, I'm going to freeze. If you focus on yourself, Mm -hmm. that's your ego talking. Uh, Focus on the people, focus on the message, on the value that you're providing to others, on the transformation. And don't be afraid if even only one person show up. If only one person will show up, that is the reason you and Sammy met. That is the reason you and Sammy uh, decided to host this workshop. That is the reason you are there speaking up and sharing that message. And, and it just took such a huge pressure out of my shoulders, um, even though I was so scared. Uh, but it really helped me to, to just go and do it. And I always, before doing a live or before, you know, my events, I always remember this. It's not about me. It's about them. It's about the transformation. It's about their value. Uh, and it's about delivering, uh, delivering value. So. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I'm doing different um, from how I used to do things before, you know, the relationship with fear is is shifting drastically for me, you know, and and going back to the workshop, like we were both so afraid Mm -hmm. that fear was mostly self-centered, like you said, but even though we were scared, we still did it, you know, being afraid and still going for it. That is the difference rather. Oh my God, I'm afraid. So this must be the sign to not do it. Um, And Fear is inevitable. Doing everything outside of our comfort zone and doing things that we haven't done in our lives. Of course, there's going to be fear, which is also excitement. Like it's I, it's exciting to feel fear because it just tells me like, "Holy cow, I'm about to do something yeah. awesome that I haven't done yet." You know, it's uh, it's it's it has shifted for me, so it's, I'm super grateful. Um, but before we um, wrap up, I wanna I want you to explore a little bit or tell. Um, the listeners about what you are doing now and and where you are in your your um, business and your career and um, oh my god what's your title you know one thing that I don't like in this world (laughs) (laughs) is resumes and titles (laughs) because as an as a creative entrepreneur right (laughs) um a fresh entrepreneur I still say I'm a very fresh entrepreneur and 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 always pivoting what I'm doing and making it better and 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 narrowing it. Um, I can create a title for myself every single day. In fact, multiple times a day. And uh, I could say I'm a content creator. I'm say I'm an entrepreneur. I could say I'm a coach. I could say I'm an event host. You know, you we can create so many titles. So I don't like to stick with one. Um, I would say just transformational coach and and. And creative entrepreneur, um, because I think uh, creativity plays a huge role in whatever I'm doing. And um, what what I'm what are my offerings? So mainly right now I offer one-on-one coaching for women who are actually ready. This is a, a highlighted word: who are ready to make a leap, who are ready to stop playing small, step out of their fears and into their power. Um, so I, I, I love to encourage a woman and if that would be a visual, I'm a very visual creative person. So if you could imagine a woman standing on a cliff and she's afraid to jump because she thinks she's going to fall, but actually she, she's more than, more than, uh, more than capable, like over-prepared, over-educated to 
fly and enjoy this this beautiful journey. So I'm that kind of person that is pushing her and flying next to her. Um, that that would be the visual what 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 my mission is um, mm-hmm. because I see so many so many talented wonderful women who are literally like we listened to so many podcasts we already attended so many trainings and we read so many books and we are still afraid to take that first step so i'm here like to support you taking that very first step uh and overcoming that fear and and supporting you and and keeping you accountable because in my own life accountability plays a huge role and i know that i reach so much more in life when I'm part of some kind of mastermind and I'm working with coach or, or mentor or I have accountability body. So that would be one uh, working uh, individually with people. Mm. I also host events and that's all kinds of events, uh, mindful events, uh, creative events, uh, woman empowerment events. I can't wait to do again a live event. I don't know when, when this whole situation will be over. And we all could meet in person and sit in a circle of women. Um, and actually, I have um, planning to do a mastermind. So that would be a group of women who are ready to take that very first step in their own journey. And that would be a small group. So I'm opening a wait list. So if anyone interested can, can, can reach out to me. I don't have a date as of today when we're recording when uh, I'm going to launch this, but I'm working on it and I think it's going to be very powerful because I learned myself that from being in a group coachings, um, sometimes it's, it's even more rewarding than working one-on-one. If you already have a clear vision where you're going, you don't need too much of one-on-one attention. Uh, being in a group, it is really good kicking the butt because you see other other badass women doing things and you know you want to up level your own game so that 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 would be what i'm up to these days mm-hmm. mm, i love it thanks for sharing and uh i 100 percent agree the accountability having people there as leaders as mentors as guides supporting you um it's everything because I, no matter how much I wanted the change, I just couldn't do it on my own. That is the one thing I, I always say that I could not do what I'm doing today, including I could not stay sober on my own uh, yeah. unless I had the people that have done it around me and rooting for me every single day and really accepting myself, me as I am mm-hmm. with um, no judgments, no shame, no blame. That's, it's beautiful. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for joining me on this call today. Um, I hope we inspired someone to take a baby step or a big jump, whatever they need to, to, uh, to live a more fulfilling life. Um, thanks again. And, um, oh, before we go, uh, you are on social media, which is Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook, yeah. if anyone yeah, wants to you. contact. And I would love to say also the last, uh, the last words okay. that really like thank you uh sammy and i'm so 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 grateful for for having you as a friend uh from having you as a soul sister and just simply for you showing up and speaking up i know that we might be uh, helping other like different people to in a different situations and dif- different life circum- circumstances to to elevate and have this awakening moment but I'm just so grateful that you're doing that because I think that 
our world is going through a massive, massive, huge change and shift. And I want you to know that you are a big, big, big part of it. And you are a gift. And literally the world needs you today more than ever. Um, love you so much. Mm. Oh, I just took a deep breath. Thank you. That was a beautiful affirmation. I'm taking it in. Um, historically, something uneasy to do. I could really quickly mm -hmm. hear the criticism. But when somebody tells me something beautiful, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. thanks. But no, this was so special. Thank you, Asta. Um, Thank you for, yeah, for being here on this podcast. And um, I'm sure we'll chat in the future about yeah. beautiful topics. Bye. You have a lovely day. Hey, it's me again. If you like this podcast and you're moved by it and it helped you and it resonates with you, then subscribe and leave me a nice review. It means so much to me, and more importantly, it helps other people to find this podcast.